Hey, this is Brad Williams with Over 40 Fitness Hacks. Thank you so much for listening to our show. Uh, My actual day job is a personal trainer and online personal trainer. And if you like what you've been hearing and need help and need help with accountability uh, with your workouts, uh, please see the podcast description for my email and reach out and uh, see if we can help you out and get you to your fitness goals. Other than that, enjoy the show. So, so moving on to uh, carbohydrates, you know, you're taking the carbohydrates out of your diet. That's kind of the main keto theme. You're raising your ketone levels. Why, why are carbs so bad in our, our, you know, in our American diet? You know, I guess we touched on insulin resistance, you know, carbs kind of mess with that. What other, what other things go along with carbohydrates and high amounts that is so bad for our diet? Well, first of all, look, some carbohydrates are fine. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, and the, the problem is, you know, fats have been very stigmatized as we've just been talking about. But it's, it's the amount of carbohydrates. The average American is now eating 150 pounds of sugar per year, 200 pounds of grains. All these grains, yeah. all the wheat, et cetera, all get converted into sugar. And, you know, in addition to that, you know, a lot of people, you know, heat up bad adulterated plant oils, which you should not heat up. You know, you want to cook with butter, ghee or beef fat or coconut oil or ever oil. You don't want to use pan spray and, uh, you know, canola and sunflower oil and these type of things. So, um, you know, it's it's the amount of, of, of carbohydrates. And many people don't realize that fructose, which is the so-called natural sugar, you know, we, we were told many years ago that fructose is fine and that that's not true. Um, you know, a glass of orange juice, freshly squeezed, is seven teaspoons of sugar. If you listen to people like mm-hmm. Robert Lustig, um, you know, who was at the University of San Francisco, you know, Lustig says that a woman shouldn't have more than six teaspoons of sugar a day. Well, if a woman has a glass of fresh orange juice, that's seven teaspoons of sugar. Her sugar for the day is done. And a man, by the way, a man is not much better yeah. than nine teaspoons of sugar. And remember, there's four grams of carbs in one teaspoon of sugar. So, you know, a man shouldn't be having more than about 36 grams or so of, of sugar a day. And that's natural as well as, you know, artificial sweetness. So, you know, it's, it's this incredible. I mean, why is half of America, 53% now diabetic or pre-diabetic. It's because of the crap Western diet and all this, you know, the marketing that goes on when you're a little kid all the way up to adults, you know, you're bombarded with all these adverts about, you know, processed unhealthy food. So, you know, I think I think the, the keto diet is just trying to put yeah. the brakes on and you know we recognize that most of the disease it's not just heart disease it's everything that kills us 80 percent of what we die of from as humans uh heart attacks strokes hypertension uh cancer um alzheimer's disease you know even the erectile dysfunction that men get this is all being driven by insulin resistance so you know our plea to people is you know get you know, get your hemoglobin A1C, you know, check your uric acid, check your insulin level. There's some simple blood tests that we do, for instance, at OptHealth, where we can actually, a HOMA IR test, which is not done by most physicians, but is a very sensitive test, you know, to see if you are in metabolic flexibility. Mm. It, it's so bad. It's not just the 53% of diabetics and pre-diabetics. Actually, 88% of Americans 
oh, I have the insulin resistance, uh, you know, measured. There's only 12% of Americans that actually have metabolic flexibility. So, you know, those are the people who probably don't need a keto diet, but the rest, the other 88% absolutely needs a low carb, you know, higher fat, moderate protein type diet. Yeah, I agree. I think I read some statistics of, of all the, you know, deaths per year and how many are related to heart disease and, and the issues regarding, you know, cardiovascular health. Um, and I think 80% or somewhere around there was all reversible, you know, through diet and exercise. So no, absolutely. Um, you know, it's true that you know most most of these chronic diseases are purely lifestyle induced. So you know, at the turn of the century in the 1900s, you know, we we died mostly from infectious disease, and even this current current COVID crisis that's you know happening. Believe it or not, I, you know, many of us feel that the real crisis is this tremendous pandemic of of insulin resistance i mean if you're insulin resistant we know that you know four comorbidities high blood pressure heart disease obesity and diabetes you know those are the four things that are or the comorbidities that people with COVID die from. So for me, COVID is like a culling process. It's, you know, it's basically hurting uh, the people that are obese and are, and are insulin resistant. So, I mean, it's, uh, it's critical that, you know, no one talks about that, unfortunately on the, you know, we hear all the good stuff about wearing masks and this and that and distancing, but, you know, how about, you know, changing our diets a little bit and trying to, you know, decrease the carbs because you have to realize when you when you have this insulin resistance, you already, you know, you're on your way to a cytokine storm and inflammation. You know, the the infection is just tipping you off. So, you know, the, this is really yeah. what, what has to change. And I mean, uh, I think people more and more, I mean, I see people that I've, I've, I've never had success with losing 150 pounds. And I've never had that with, you know, trying to do the calories in, calories out. I mean, uh, this is really old, um, you know, bad information that, that we are getting. I mean, I'd encourage your listeners to read some of Gary Taub's work. Um, you know, there's a lot of good stuff out there now. I mean, uh, we, we're gradually seeing, you know, changes happening throughout the world, not just, you know, I, I was in, in India, I was in uh, Pakistan, all over the place. And, you know, there's more and more uh, people getting hip to, you know, eating a, a, a healthy keto style diet. And by the way, if you're a vegetarian or a vegan, you can still eat, you know, a, a keto style diet. Yeah, it's funny you should say that. I literally just switched to a, a keto vegan diet modified i still have some meat on the weekends but i yeah. i was real impressed with it and also real impressed of how you could still stay in ketosis while doing it so it's not it's not impossible no no it's very you know half of the india where we were in india i mean half of them don't eat any meat and many of the jain indians you know they don't have eggs or milk or any of these things but you know the the clinical conditions you know there are at least 40 you know, conditions, you know, obesity, diabetes, autoimmune disease, fatty liver disease. I mean, the list goes on and on. Heart disease, cancer, all these things. I mean, you know, uh, people like uh, Thomas Seifert in uh, in Boston, you know, he's having great success even treating, you know, pretty severe, you know, brain cancers by using, um, you know, a a well-formulated keto diet. And one of the things that Seifert did, which was good, he came up with this glucose ketone index, 
which I don't know if you've heard of this, Brad, but, you know, the Keto Mojo device is an inexpensive device. People can buy it on on uh, on Amazon oh, for yeah. 40 bucks for a lifetime guarantee. And, I mean, if you're, you know, it's got an easy-to-use GKI index. For instance, if you're above nine on the GKI, you're not in ketosis. And to get into a moderate level of ketosis, you need to be between about three to six and a high therapeutic one to three. But, you know, it's got, just let, let your, your listeners go to ketomojo.com. There's excellent information on there on the website. So, you know, I'd encourage it. There's great recipes. There's, there's just a fortune of good stuff. Uh, and another great, uh, you know, um, website I love is the dietdoctor.com. Uh, you know, they, they've probably got a million people now following them who are interested in the keto-style diet. Yeah. yeah. I also have a Keto Mojo, and I also like, besides the ketones, that you can check for your uh, glucose levels as well. That's I think everyone needs to start, you know, checking that out over, you know, 30, 40 years of age. Dr. Simpson, any other uh, any other testing for while you're on the diet besides the keto mojo? I guess blood work with your doctor. Is there any other technology out there? No, I mean you know it's you have to realize that this is probably the way humans used to eat. You know, I've I've become more and more sort of um, you know concerned. You know, should should humans eat once a day? Perhaps that's what we should do because. You know, I, uh, we've been combining <laughs> intermittent fasting. And, I mean, most people can easily do a 16-8 hour fast with the keto. It just means, you know, eating, you know, dinner a little early and breakfast late. So, but I find that, you know, some people who, who only eat in a four-hour window and not an eight-hour window, I mean, I'm shocked at how their weight. I mean, I, I have guys losing 40 pounds in three months. And so, you know, I, I, and I know even for myself, if I can just eat once a day, I mean, uh, and particularly if you eat, you know, you can have a couple of cups of coffee with some heavy whipping cream or something. But, you know, if you can get to about 5.30 and have a, you know, a good meal, then you'll, you'll be shocked at how, how well a good keto diet and little intermittent fasting corrects everything. I mean, it's, it, it's incredible. Um, so I, I'm a big believer. I don't think it's essential to be measuring anything. I mean, I, the cholesterol, as we talked about at the beginning of the, the podcast here, is, is really not the dangerous uh, cholesterol. And as I, as I mentioned, I mean, the higher your cholesterol is over 50, the longer you live. So I, I think, you know, we've gone off the tracks a little bit with half the country now taking statins and things. But anyway, I don't want to get into that. You know, to that sort of what you go. But anyway, um, I don't think there's any great, um, you know, uh, I, I do encourage people to get a body fat, a BMI, and your weight is not important. And there are a lot of skinny fat people. You know, a lot of people are skinny and they should be on a keto diet. But you don't yeah. know that if you've got a lot of fat on your body unless you get on a little impedance device. And just for the record, you know, guys should be less than 20 percent. Women can be 28 percent. But, you know, most men need to be, you know, under 20 percent. I agree with that. Um, last question, Dr. Simpson. Um, how long can you stay on the keto diet? Can, is this something you can do forever? And also do, do certain people need to go off and on it for any reason? I don't know, any autoimmune diseases or maybe even pregnant women? 
No, I mean, if you've got autoimmune disease, you should get on a keto diet. Um, and, okay. you know, if you can't get pregnant, you should get on a keto diet. So, you know, infertility, um, you know, autoimmune disease, all these things, um, metabolic syndrome, you know, they all get better with, um, you know, polycystic ovary syndrome, where a lot of people can't get pregnant. I mean, the keto diet is the the diet to, you know, to use. So, um you know, can you stay on it forever? Absolutely. You can stay on it forever. I mean, um, you know, a keto diet, when you're burning ketones, like I say, it's very clean. And if you're combining it with some intermittent fasting, I mean, intermittent fasting, you know, gets rid of all the senescent uh, cells, you know, with autophagy. And and obviously, you bump your stem cells, particularly as you get older. You, you know, you want to try and, you know, maximize your mm-hmm. stem cell. You know, when you by the time you get to 40, 50, you know, 70% of your stem cells are gone. So, you know, the intermittent fasting, the ketone diet has been shown to improve that. So, you know, I, I, I would suggest that if you can do it and look, you know, some days if you, you know, yes, occasionally you have a, a big hike, you know, eat a pizza or something. It's not the worst thing in the world, but you want to try and 80% of the time try and, you know, try and be in a keto, you know, low carb diet. And I think it's very important for listeners to also have an idea. I mean, a medium banana is seven teaspoons of sugar. That, you know, that's, that's your whole, if you're a woman, that's your whole day yeah. gone in sugar in one, you know, banana. So, you know, you need to know an apple is only about three grams of carbs. So that's fine to eat or some berries, not bad to eat. But, you know, mangoes and tropical fruits and things and any kind of juice is tremendously high. I mean, green juices are fine. But, you know, if you're putting a lot of fruit into your juices, th- that in itself is going to be harmful to you. So, you know, there's a lot of good information out there now on, on the keto diet. And I think it's here to stay. It's it's not going to be a fad diet that's here today and gone tomorrow. Uh, I think it's it's finally finding its place to bring some balance into this crazy sort of diabetic world that we're living in. I mean, half the world is fat, diabetic, and sick. It's crazy. And, you know, everyone, some people will claim this is a crash diet, but in, in my world and, you know, the fitness world, you know, nothing's a crash diet if it works for you. So you can't yeah, tell anyone yeah. not to do something. You got, you got to at least try it. So yeah. hopefully hopefully our listeners out there will get something that, with that and whoever resonates with it might, might jump on and help themselves out there. But I uh, appreciate you, Dr. Simpson jumping on again. I think we'll end our show with that. Um, and let's get any final sure. thoughts. Great. No, that's good. I, um, good chatting to you, Brad. And I, I hope, you know, some of those references, I think Gary Taub is a good place. Um, and, um, and there are a lot of good, you know, uh, a lot of really good, information now that's out there uh for listeners um i'm sure you've got a list that you can provide to interested people absolutely and i'll put some of those uh in our comment section on the podcast and uh links so great once great thank you great. thank you dr great. simpson for joining us and yeah pleasure pleasure yeah. all right we'll see you next time thanks Brad. bye-bye bye-bye